Welcome to the Braveheart Podcast, and welcome to this season, Growing in God. Everything that God has designed grows the same way. A tiny seed will naturally grow into whatever it was created to be. All it needs is a few key elements and time. In the same way, God has made a way for us to go from baby believers to mature Christians who walk like Jesus. That means living in daily communion with our Father, living free from sin, overflowing with the joy of our salvation, and truly loving those around us. Over the next few weeks, we'll be discovering God's design for spiritual growth and experiencing the joy and freedom that His design promises. We're excited to have you joining us. In this week's episode, Christy Lewis and Alzavian are teaching a new believers class at Upper Room Dallas, and they're going through Peter's book, Now That You're Born Again. If you're not familiar with Now That You're Born Again, there's a link in the description below where you can download the free study guide and you can purchase the book to go through it with us. This week, they're discussing chapter one about how if we're born again, we are already a good seed. I'll let Christy and Alzavian take it from here. Enjoy. Hey guys, Christy here. Hey, I just wanted to give uh, just a little context of the next five weeks of the podcast and also read a scriptural blessing over you guys. So on the next five weeks, you are going to be hearing Alzavian and I teach. Now that you're born again, um, we did this twice at our church and we got those recorded. And so we're releasing those to you guys. And really, this is best to listen to alongside reading the book, and even better if you want to grab some friends and do it all together and have your own little group. That would be so amazing. But regardless, our desire is that you would be immersed in the incredible good news of the new covenant. Um, Guys, we pray that you come to a deep revelation that your father who gave birth to you out of love is the one who's in charge of growing you up. It is not you growth, it is God growth, and that is the best news ever. So as you begin, I want to read this scripture over you from the book of James in the Passion Translation. It says, God was delighted to give us birth by the truth of his infallible word so that we would fulfill his chosen destiny for us and become the favorite ones out of all of his creation. So, Lord, I just ask in Jesus' name that you would bless these ones as they listen to know how much you love them, how favored they are by you, God, and that you would grow them up, Lord, as they live under the warmth of your smile. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, guys. So good to have you all here. This is so fun. There should be enough seats for everyone. This is a full class. Lots of folks. I'm Christy Lewis. I'm the I'm the wife. I'm Woo! the wife of Peter. 
Praise the Lamb. Um, this is Al Zavian Jones, Hello. a.k.a. AKA Mr. Sonate. Mr. Sonate. Which <laughs> yeah. we're gonna y'all are gonna figure that out maybe like week two, week, week three. Week two. Yeah. Week two. Al Zavian might come as like an alternate personality. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we'll see about that though. That's that's gonna keep you on the edge of your seat so you come back. Um so we're I'm really, really glad y'all are here. Um I just wanted to see a show of hands of uh, those of you who are like, you've known the Lord for one year or less. Anybody who's known the Lord for one year or less? Raise your hand. Okay, two years or less? Okay, awesome. Amen. Awesome. Yes. So then who would say in the past, like, two years you've had an encounter with the Lord where you're like, I thought I knew him, but I didn't raise your hand. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. 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 It's amazing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So regardless of where you are, we're just glad to have you. And, um, just want to start out by saying that, uh, we're all on a journey to know him more. So nobody's arrived. And Al Zavian and I haven't arrived. Amen. So, I mean, that's good news. So we're all on a journey from (laughs) being born again to being fully grown plants. Amen. And and one day the word says that when when we see him, we'll be like him. So I just wanted to free everybody in the room that if you don't look like him yet as much as you want to, you're in a really good place. So there's no shame here. There's only mercy here because there's only mercy with God. So you have freedom to be where you are, and you have freedom to grow into who God's designed you to be. So um, so I'm going to give a little overview of the course, and then we're going to jump into the material. So how many of you, uh, you should all have this book. Does anybody not have this book? Technically, we wanted you to have read chapter one by today. Raise your okay. hand if you have not read chapter one. There's no shame. Okay. Okay, that's good. Okay. So, <laughs> that's the you, Peter. <laughs> so that's, that's fine because I know a lot of y'all just got the book, but I want to tell you this, that uh, my husband wrote this book, okay? So I live with, I live with him, okay? And I, and I want to say this about the book. It's so good. And even though I live with him, like, I'm still glad I read the book. Okay. So you're not going to get very much out of this class if you don't read the book because we're going to discuss it at like a pretty like short amount and then we're going to break into table groups to discuss it further and then we're going to have a worship and response time and prayer time at the end. But if you haven't read the chapter, then you're not going to have a whole lot to discuss. And I just want to set the framework as well that um, this is not about how much you can gain here. It's about how much you can receive here. So as you're listening to Alzavian and to me and to your amazing group leaders that are at your tables, which I'll also introduce in a second, say, Lord, I want to be fed. I don't, I don't want to know here. I want to be fed here because we were all designed to eat from the Lord. Um, so 
at your tables as well, you have some really amazing um, brave hearts. They are part of our brave heart table group. So uh, the people at your tables have been walking with us for like a year and a half. So if you are part of brave heart, part of our table group, if you can raise your hand. Okay. So does everybody have one of these people at your table? Does anybody not have? Okay. Okay, we will jump, Al Zavian or I will jump into your group whenever the group discussion time happens. So those are like your, um, we'll call them shepherds or maybe gardeners. I don't know. What do you think? Gardeners? Okay. Gardeners. Okay. Um, And then at the end, at the end of today, you're going to receive a plant. And I say a plant because it is a plant. It's already, yeah. It is actually only a seed. Yes. But we know that yes. that seed is going to grow into a plant. A plant. Okay. Yes. So you're dangerous. you're going to so oh. Okay. So I'm going to lay this out real quick. Okay. So this is the book. It's broken down into five chapters. The purpose and the point of this book is that God's design it works. So when you get born again, you are not the same as you were. But you are small. You're just born. And so in the same way that a tree grows, a person grows. And so that is how this book is broken down. So uh, chapter one is what we're going to hit tonight is you're a good seed. That is foundational, so important. And if you keep on wrestling with that, that's good because that's really important to get that because then chapter two, three, four, and five isn't going to really hit if chapter one doesn't hit. But you have freedom to move on to chapter two and still wrestle out chapter one, but just know that chapter one is super important. Okay, and then chapter two is a healthy spiritual environment, so you can have a really good seed. But if your environment isn't good, if you don't have good soil or you don't have sunlight, then your seed is not going to make it. So it's equally important where you plant the seed, if you water the seed. And so all of that has a parallel in this book of our life and God. What is good soil? How do I receive sunlight? So we're going to unpack that this whole time. Okay. Um, Chapter three is spiritual nourishment. Chapter four is time. So you can't tell a seed to hurry up and start growing. It's just going to grow in time. Okay. Chapter five is your purpose in life. So so a seed eventually grows, right? If you have a, a jalapeno plant, It starts in a seed, it grows, there's some sprouts, you get really excited because there's leaves, but you're like, okay, there's still no fruit, okay, but then it grows jalapenos, and then it's like, it's doing what it was designed to do, and so each of you are a plant, you've been planted by God in the soil of his marvelous love, it says in Ephesians, and so you're going to grow up, and you're going to be a strawberry, or a grape, or a oak, I mean, watermelon. so, but the Lord knows the Lord knows who you are already, and so he's, he has a design for your life to grow up into that. Um, so we're going to unpack that. So the only thing that you have to remember that it's not you growth, it's God growth. You can't make yourself grow, but God can. And these are the, these are the elements of how a plant grows. Okay? Um, so so this, is, this is important. So, so when you come back next week, you're going to have read chapter 1 and chapter 2. Okay, and then also in your tables, on your tables, there is um, this, now that you're born again, this is like a workbook. Okay, so 
this can be something that you kind of write on, et cetera, while we're sharing today. Um, <clears throat> there is also, it's based on the book, right? So you're going to see uh, an overview in that, the big idea, and then you're going to have some discussion questions. Your table leaders may or may not use these discussion questions. But if you want to go back this coming week and look through all of this more extensively, you can. Okay, the very last part of it is this incredible prayer focus, which is what we're going to end on. But you're going to create a prayer based on the material we go over today. And this is going to be a prayer you're going to pray over yourself. And then in this coming week, this is scripture writing specifically around this idea that you're a good seed. So there's something to when you read a scripture and then you write it down. And as you're writing, you're saying, God, feed me with the truth of this word. And so this is just a really practical exercise as to how to take this material and make it flesh. Okay. Um, so this would be your homework, like the scripture writing. Okay. And then your homework would also be to read chapter two. Okay, now, don't get hung up on the scripture writing. If there's one scripture that's hitting you hard, then you just write that scripture and you just eat of that scripture the whole week long. You just stay okay? there, yes. All right. <clears throat> okay, should we jump in? Excited. Let's pray yes. first. Yes, you want to pray? I'll pray. Okay. I'll pray. Okay. Jesus, thank you for every person here. Mm. Lord, I thank you that every person here you love, that you've chosen, God, I thank you that uh, it says we didn't choose you. You chose us. And, Lord, you chose us to bear fruit, and you're the one in charge of that fruit. So we just take that, and we present it to you. Lord, I thank you that every person here you've put into a body, that you choose where we get to be, that we're not the ones in charge, that you're in charge. And so, God, I ask in the name of Jesus that tonight, Lord, that where there are strongholds in the mind, that you would break them. Where there's an orphan spirit, that you would break it off. Where there is wrong thinking, that you would remove it. And I ask, God, that we would come to know you more, uh, who you are, God, and who you have made us to be because you've placed us in your son. So I ask in the name of Jesus that you would anoint Alzavian's words, anoint my words, anoint the words around the table, God, that we would um, hear you and that your spirit would move and be present amongst us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, ready? All right, All right guys. I love you guys. And I'm excited you guys are here. You guys are, are good seeds. You really are. And before I get started, I want to honor Peter. I know Christy already honored him because that's your husband. That's and you right. live with him. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I walked with him, too, in a different way, you know. <laughs> this book, uh, he, he walked with me through this book. And... Um, I want to share my testimony and just share with you the frustration, the stubbornness of my heart, uh, the confusion, and his patience, you know? Um, so anyway, this book was, wasn't existed yet. It was just in his heart at the time. 
it's like Jesus. Jesus was in God's heart, and then God spoke, and he, anyway. Um, Sheba. <laughs> lemonade. Say lemonade. Lemonade juice. Um, <laughs> um, no, but serious, I, I, y'all got to understand, I wasn't like this a couple years, I mean, well, not a couple years, some years back, um, I was insecure. I, I battled with my identity. Um, I was on a roller coaster. Um, There's so much stuff. <laughs> it was a problem, you know what I mean? So a lot happened back in the day. And, and it was only because I was saved. Know that. T. Jones was saved. I was born again. But I struggled with some things. Okay? Okay. My man, Peter K. Lewis, the only reason why I would go and, and, and listen to him speak and is because people kept on nudging me. You got to listen to him, bro. I was like, it's about Benny Han. It's not about Peter Lewis. It's about the presence of God. It's about people falling to the ground <laughs> and shaking, okay? <laughs> and I did thought it was about that. I said, this man ain't lay hands on nobody and they fall out. But, but when he would speak, there was the presence of God would just, and I was like, you know, <laughs> he was speaking. I just feel the presence of God. I was like, I cannot deny that. And the only thing he's saying is the word. People wouldn't fall over, but he wouldn't even speak. Power would flow out of him. And so I was like, God, dog it, I'm going to have to. I don't know what he wants from me. And I remember going to uh who was it? Uh Central Market and I told Joe like, "Bro, I don't I don't I can't I don't have nothing to give you nor do I know what I'm." He's like, "I don't want anything from you, bro. I just want you to be here." And I was like, oh, "Okay. Okay." <laughs> <laughs> so I would sit there weeks on. He'd be discussing scriptures with people. Wade would be there. All these people. And I was just sitting there like, I'm a fool. I don't know what's happening. Little did I know I was being renewed day by my Jesus. All right, so check this out. So um, I remember this one day. I, I, was, I was fighting with this. I was fighting with this concept. And this is the journey we're on. We're on the journey of uh, a renewed mind. We're, we're on a journey because this is the deal. I've learned all my life to be broken and sexual brokenness, homosexuality, all these things I've learned, and I have to relearn them through the renewing of my mind and the word. So in that time, Peter helped me. He walked with me. He was patient with me. He didn't tell me to hurry up and get out of those wrong thoughts or the, just the confusion and all that. He was patient. And he allowed the word and the spirit to have his work in me. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here with all of us. Um, I could tell you many of stories of what happened through my process, but I'm not the same person that I was. And I'm growing even more. And I'm bearing more fruit. But then when I bear fruit, I feel like I get cut off a little bit. And, you know, the fruit get cut off and then I grow more fruit, you know. That's, the script. that's, that's John 15, okay? <laughs> y'all are like, where are y'all? <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm just, this is, all I'm going to say is this is part of my life. I feel like um, I didn't believe that 
just believing that I will be a good seed, I will grow up into where I'm, where I'm at today. I have guys, by the way, the, the study guides that you guys have, my, my guys, Philip and Marcus, they, they put together, and, and I'm, I'm able to trans just give what I've been taught and learned and, uh, and, and just cultivated in my heart by Peter to these guys. And, and anyway, I'm just I'm excited, and I, I think that's it, and we can just jump into chapter one. Is that okay? Did y'all get it? Is that, is that clear? Y'all going to get a, like, whatever you might be bowing with, you might not be bowing. You might be a super Christian. There's no such thing as a super Christian unless you're Enoch. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but there's things that are going to fall off of you in five weeks. Like, five weeks, there's gonna, the, the cycles. You know cycles where you sin and you're like, I don't know why I'm, we're going to break that. Not we, but this. We're going to actually understand this, and we're going to understand the process, the design of Jesus and God and what he did. He did something. Amen? Are y'all happy? Tell your face. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. I'm the word first. Do you remember me? Is it going to be me? Okay. <clears throat> all right. No, I got it. Okay, so Colossians 1, chapter 11, I'm sorry, verse 11. <laughs> Be like, well, it's not there. <laughs> I'm going to read it, and as I read it, I want you to eat it. Okay. <clears throat> we also pray that you will be strengthened with all of his glorious power, so you will have all the endurance... And patience you need. May you be filled with joy. Always thanking the Father. Okay, here it is. He has enabled you. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Hallelujah. So the first chapter is about being a good seed. And so there are a lot of scriptures, and you can move to the slide. So this scripture that I just read, in fact, is not even up there because there's so many, right, that they wouldn't even fit. So... It, these are all scriptures that are going to help you get this revelation deep down on the inside of you that you're a good seed. But I want to start here with Colossians 1. Um, this is one of the reasons why uh, I personally for a long time struggled with this concept. Uh, and I will be honest with you. In fact, today I was getting hammered by the devil. And I think he was maybe scared that I was going to be up here. I'm not sure. But nevertheless, if you don't get this, then then like you're not going to have any ammo when the devil comes at you and reminds you of your sin and reminds you of what you did either yesterday or seven years ago. And so you have to have ammo so that you can say, it is written. It is written that he has enabled me to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. 
So I want to share really personally, uh, there was a time in my life when I regularly felt accused. <clears throat> and I would crack open the Bible, and the, the condemnation and the accusation came, came at this specific revelation that I was good. And so I want to say that if you are in here and you are wrestling and struggling with that revelation, then it is because the enemy is absolutely terrified of you. Because if you got that you were good, then you would be free, and then he wouldn't have to mess with you anymore. So, so the enemy accuses us day and night, so it's really important to know where these thoughts are coming from. Right? So if there's, a, if there's a lie that you're not good, or there's an accusation that's regularly coming against you, or there is uh, the enemy reminding you of your past, you need to be able to place that somewhere. You have to be able to separate, oh, wait, that's not me anymore. Oh, and then you have to have ammo so that you can say, oh, there's a reason it's not me anymore because it's written. Because all of us, and this is me included, I've had really powerful encounters with God where, like, the Lord in a moment spoke you're so good, I love you so much. I mean, like, I've had real, like, shaking on the ground, honey flowing from heaven, encounters with the Lord, and yet the devil still accuses because there's only one thing that can fight the devil, and it's the word of God. So I want to I share with you just a, a quick why this particular scripture is really important to me, and I'm going to highlight two things. <clears throat> uh, Colossians 1 verse 12, he has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people. Okay? Verse 13, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the son that he loves. So I want to share really quick about this, this tense. Now this is going to maybe sound funny to y'all, but I remember there was one point in my life, regularly the Lord was like, what does it say, Christy? He says, has rescued there was one time I heard God in my ear when I woke up in the morning, and I heard him say, you've been perfected. And I was like, has rescued, been perfected, um, uh, what's that? has enabled. That's called the present perfect tense. I'm sorry, I think it's past perfect tense. And, oh, I had it written down. Now I don't exactly know where it is. But this is really important because... What that tense is, it says that there was a past event that happened that still has present consequences. Okay, we know what that past event was. The past event is that Jesus Christ died on the cross, and in one singular moment when I placed my faith in him, he enabled me. He did it based on what he did 2,000 years ago, and this still has present consequences in my life. Whatever Jesus accomplished 2,000 years ago, it still presently affects my reality. Okay? And so, same with has rescued. When did that happen? That happened 2,000 years ago. The devil can't mess with that. If I go back to it, an encounter or an experience, that can be very real to me. But when the devil comes at me, I can say, well, it, it is written, this is when it happened. And so, it's really important that we have these scriptures that, like, that we can cling to that are going to root and establish our hearts in the reality that, oh, wait, I've been made new. And I had a real, like, I had an altar call encounter moment with that. 
But now I'm growing up into that because I'm eating the word of God and like it's actually becoming flesh inside of me. And so, so I want to encourage each of you in light of this, you're a good seed, find the scripture. Find the scripture that the Lord is saying to you over and over and over again and quote it over yourself and say, this is true whether I feel it or not. Because there, there was a man, and he died, and he bled for me, and he loved me while I was far off. And, and that is the basis for which I can, like, say, it's true, it's real, it really happened. And so, um, so I want to encourage you to, mm. to find those scriptures. When you're talking in your groups, find the one that connects with your heart. Where, where the enemy is lying, saying this and this and this. This is the scripture that connects to my heart that, that lets me know that, that actually this is so. Um, <clears throat> Alzavian, do you want to talk a little bit about, um, so we're a good seed. He has enabled us. He has transferred us. It's a done deal. It, it's, it's not up for grabs. But then we get into this really real thing, which is like, okay, well, I don't really feel that way. Yeah. So, so like, how do, we, how do we walk that out? Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. Um, I wanna I wanna add to that too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's a lot I wanted to say in my testimony, um, but I didn't get. I wasn't able to. That was so good, Christy. Um, okay. So, also I remember back in my day in in my testimony that uh, there was a moment when I would mess up or there was something a wrong thought. I would go, and I would go to the secret place. I had a, a room, and I would go, and I would be with the Lord, and allow the presence to fall on me, and then I would walk out, um, and I'd, be, I'd feel clean. But, I, but my mind, I didn't, my mind was like, it was still connected to that thing that was dealt with 2,000 years ago. You know what I mean? So I want you guys to go Second Peter. That's the thing. I feel like we have to get rid of, the goosebumps and feelings, and we need to get grounded and established and understanding on why and how and the what, okay? So go to Second Peter, the very first chapter, the third verse. Um, and this, I'm reading this in a whole nother way. I'm being honest with you. This, this book, I've read it before. And I've walked it with Peter before. I walked it with Peter before. I read it before, and I read it again, and now it's just like crashing me. And it's a a good sidekick to your Bible. That's a big bold statement. <laughs> I mean, it just is, because <laughs> it it works. That's the only. I it works. I'm just gonna tell you it works. Give it about five weeks, and you're gonna be you're gonna be like Enoch, but you're gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> or you might be gone. <laughs> but now look look at here now. I need y'all to keep your Bibles open and then make sure you're taking notes because all this is pearls. And another thing I want to say about Peter and Christie is, you know that parable that Jesus talks about, about a man finding a field with a pearl inside the field, but he sells everything he has to to get that pearl. And that's them too. I, the Lord told me that. He said, they have given up everything for, for, for this revelation of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, high priest, and bridegroom, and to bring in the church and a whole into that. So don't take it lightly what we are very sure. <laughs> this is their life, you know. 
Um, anyway, okay. Um, who likes to read? Let me pick. Oh, I think you got the joy on you. Can you read? What, well, first, what's your translation? New Living? Yes. Christy. Yes. We've for me, it, we for want it New Living. <laughs> for my oh, sake. Oh, wait, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay, no, want okay. It in? ESV. ESV. We need an ESV around there. It's because I okay, learned. Jackson's got ESV. Who got that? Jackson, right here. Which, which, oh, right yeah, here. Papa, okay. Um, the very first, third verse. Uh, Second Peter chapter one. Well, Peter, Peter reads ESV version. All right, uh, verse three on down to verse verse four. Um, and I want you to read. But hey, guys, pay attention to this. This is this. You're gonna you're gonna see something really dangerous. Okay. All right. Here we go. Jackson, go for it. Second Peter. Uh, chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Read it one more time. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through what? Through the knowledge of him. Through, through the what? Through the knowledge of him. So it's the knowledge of him. Yes? All right. Who, who did what? He's granted to us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He granted. Hold on. No. Read up the uh, read his own glory in excellence. Let me just start over. Yeah, just his start divine over. power. Come on now. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. Verse four. By which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises. Stop there. By which he's granted to us. His precious, watch this, very great promise. Keep going. So that through them. So, okay, so those promises, that great promise is, that, is for the, what? Through them you might become what? Partakers of, of the divine nature. Of the divine nature. Okay. Having escaped from corruption that is in the world because of sinful desires. So when I was when I was reading this, I was like, okay, what is the precious and great, very great promise? It's the promise of the Messiah. Genesis, write this down, Genesis chapter three. Verse 15, God says this, that the seed of the woman is going to crush what? The head of the serpent. Okay, write that down. Isaiah 53, verse 5, says this. Um, he was pierced for our what? And our what? So, Understanding the promise of what Jesus has done, what he's done, will, will, what, what will happen? Okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you to be able to partake of the divine nature. Okay, so, but, okay, what did he do, though? The Messiah do. Death, burial, 
and resurrection. You, 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 if you're a good seed, you have to renew your mind to what you have believed in, and which is Jesus. And what you do is you, you put your faith in what he did for you. He died. He was buried. You have to take that old man, which the old man has been done with, but the mindset of the old man might be still, you might still be dealing with it. And it has to be renewed day by day. What do you have to do? You have to go back and renew your mind. Oh, my gosh. I've, Romans 6, I've died to this, this lustful thought, this, this anxiety, this comparison has been crucified buried and resurrected because when you renew your mind to that grace will flow through your soul until grace you know it will flow your salvation what happened process of salvation will happen but you can't walk this christian life without knowing the promise that gives you to be a partaker of the nature of god which is being born again you have to go through the promise and the promise is Jesus down on that cross, being buried, and being resurrected. This is, okay. Um, he says in the book, I read this book. I got it all highlighted there. Um, he says in the book that a good tree can't bear bad fruit, if you read it. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. How? Why not? Because that's God's design. Now, if you're born again, so you say, if you're born again, you should be born again if you're not born again. If you're born again, that means that you're the righteousness of God. That means you are a partaker of the nature of God, the divine nature of God. So this means this. So if you're walking life out and you still have the mindset of the, of the old man, this is, this, is, this is in, oh, my gosh, this is in Romans 8. It says that to, to set your mind on the things of the flesh is hostile to God. It does, why? Because it does not submit to the law of God. Romans 4, or actually Romans 3 says this, that the law of God is the law of faith. It's the law of faith. It's you actually believing what Christ has done, and therefore grace flows, salvation flows, and you grow up and mature up. But if you never submit your, your, your mind to the law of faith, you'll always be struggling in cycles and wondering why, what is happening. Because grace has to flow through faith. So this is how you do it. You, you, you put it off. This is not me, and I'm going to put it to the side, and I'm going to confess and believe that I am alive to you. I am the righteous of God. I am born again. Every time you wake up, for the next five weeks, you should say, I am born again. I am a good seed. I am a good seed. And then it's going to renew your mind. You're just going to seem silly sometimes, looking in the mirror, laughing at yourself, saying, you're a good seed. But eventually, you, you're going to walk out, and people are going to be like, whoa, I like your vibe. It's because it's coming out of you, you know? <laughs> but anyway, that's, I think that's how you walk in this, what Christy was saying. So, yeah. I get happy because this is, that's all I have now. <laughs> Romans, Romans, 8, Romans 8 says, for what the law was powerless to do, God did. Woo! For yes. what the law was powerless to do, God did. You couldn't defeat your flesh, so God did. Woo, that feels good, doesn't it? 
Write that so down. So if you're anxious, you couldn't defeat that. God did. If you, if you struggle with addiction, you couldn't defeat that. So God did. And the more and wow. more you let God do, the more and more you get happy. Because you're like, oh my gosh, you did what I couldn't. That's so unfair. But I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it, God, because I need it. The harder you try to get over sin, the harder you're going to struggle with sin because the Bible says that what the law was powerless to do, God did. Galatians 2 says that we're actually sinners if we rebuild the law that God already tore down. That's actually what makes us sinners. And I want to say this, and and the reason why it's so important to... The reason why it's so important to realize your design and to let God grow you up is because there's a temptation, especially in the church, to take the reins back from God. Like in Galatians, when Paul says, hey, what you, what you began in the spirit, now you're trying to be perfected in the flesh. And that's when he's speaking to the Galatians and he's saying, he's saying hey, you're, you're, they're asking, so am I a sinner if I, uh, if, if I, if I obey the law and he says, no, you're actually a sinner. If you rebuild the law, that's already been torn down for if for you've been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. Christ lives within me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the son of man who loved me and gave himself up for me. And I feel that that's a word that some of you are really concerned about getting free from sin, but you're not grabbing hold of the fact that he loved you first. So you really want to grow up in God, but some of you, he's saying, hey, I'm, I, I want you to grow up in me. But, like, if you can't receive love from me, you can never grow up in me. And some of you, he's actually asking you to run to him in your failure, and so you can let mercy speak to you. Because you can't ever grow up if you don't let mercy speak. And so the Bible says in Galatians 2, right after, in Galatians 2.20, right after 2.20, it says, I'm going to read it because I'm, I'm going to butcher it. And, you know, my mind doesn't, it's not quite as good as it used to be, uh, you know, post-baby. Romans, Galatians, Ephesians, help me, help me, help me. Where is it? Find it, find it. But this is important because I, I want to quote this accurately from my New Living Translation. <clears throat> this is important. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Write that down. Uh, Write that down. Galatians 2, 20 and 21. Uh, I would even go back. I'd say Galatians 2, 17 through 21. Um, So... Yeah, I think we need to break into groups here because I want to unpack. I, I, you know, we got a little bit of a later start, and I want to have plenty of time for y'all to discuss in your groups and also to have some response time to this. But um, yeah. uh, I just I want to I want to highlight this because it's really important. Um, renewing your mind. It is not uh, separate from knowing God. It's it, it, I want to make this sense. I want to make this make sense because um, 
I just sense, I just sense in the room that there could be a temptation to be like, okay, if I, if I renew my mind enough, then I'm going to grow up into God and then, you know, and then I'll be good and then I won't sin anymore. And I, and I just feel so strongly the Lord's like, if, if you'll come to me and I'll love you and then I'll renew your mind. And so I just, I just want to encourage you in the room when you're at, when you're at your tables to be, to open your heart up to open your heart up and say, this is, you can be as honest. You, the Bible says that, that if you confess your sins one to another, that you'll be healed. And I believe that there's power in saying, man, yeah, this is the thing. This is the issue. It keeps on repeating. And yeah, I need, this is what I need to come up out of. Like that way, that way there can actually be a real exchange because if you're not real, then there can never be a real exchange. And so I encourage you to be real at your tables and then I encourage you during the response time that we're going to have when Aaron gets up and he leads worship, be real with God. Yeah. Because cause then there can actually be a real exchange. You can let God speak to you. This is what I see. There, there have been so many moments when I have run to God in my like utter mess. And, and I'm thinking he's going to say one thing. And instead he says, I see no flaw in you. And I'm like, well, I don't know about that. But then I like eat that because like oh, that's a that's that's good for my perfectionistic heart, right? And then I can say, oh, why why can he say that he sees no flaw in me? Oh, it's because perfectionism was perfectionism was hung on the cross. So you have to make it personal. What what is it that he hung on the cross and died for for you? And then what did he bury? And so I I want us around the table to say, okay, what is it that that you know in the in the book we kind of. I want to slightly get into this, but uh, Alzavian talked about dead to sin, alive to God. What is it that, what's that thing that you're dead to now? What, what is it that you're alive to now? And let's talk about that around the table. What is it that you're dead to? What is it that the enemy tries to remind you of? What is it that you're dead to? And now I'm alive to God. Now I'm a divine, I'm a, I'm a partaker of the divine nature. I'm awakened to mercy. I'm awakened to kindness. When I was a far way off, God came running towards me. So I'm always awake to that. What do you want to say to me now, God? Yeah. Because if you rescued me when I was in my sin, then you're like, you're a rescuing God. You're a kind God. You're a gentle God. So, yeah. Um, I think also to add <laughs> on, it, these are going to be things in your thoughts, mm-hmm. your feelings, mm-hmm. and your deeds. Mm-hmm. Those three things yeah. are going to be like yeah. the thing that tries to tell you this is your identity and it's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. It, it is what you're saying that mm-hmm. this is what God says mm-hmm. he sees in you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the thoughts mm-hmm. and the feelings are going to and the deeds are going to say like this is who you are. But mm-hmm. you have to mm-hmm. rest on the truth, on the mm-hmm. rock. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And it's important to highlight Galatians 2.20 says I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So whatever is in Christ is in you. So, so if, you, if you, and Peter talks about this in the book, it's really important. Some of you, you know, like Alzavian said, the Bible says that a mindset on the flesh is hostile to God. It can never please God and it never will. That's actually so encouraging. So if I'm like in the flesh, it's never going to please God. I can never get my flesh to please God. So it had to die. So that's really good news, actually. It's like, oh, good. That can be dead. And so, but it says a mindset on the spirit is life and peace. So I'm now, I'm now grafted into Christ. I did nothing to earn that. I simply received it. And so what does Christ look like? And, and some of you, the Lord's going to give you a strategy. He's going to say, hey, 
read in the book of Matthew, read what Christ looks like. And then he's going to say, you're like that too. You're like that too. Oh, you're like that. So, um, so we're going to break up. You're going to talk in your groups. Uh, your group leaders might lead you in some more scriptures to look at, but I want to talk a little bit. I want to unpack what it looks like to, um, say no to those things that, that try to resurface and, what does it look like to say, I'm dead to that, and I'm alive to you, Jesus? Um, yeah, so, okay. Amen. Thank you. 
It be 